Hey, welcome back to another episode of the RCT Pod. In this week's episode, we talk to our first official guest, Harshit Manocha, about the Indian society's curious obsession with the engineering profession. Harshit is an artist and a storyteller based out of Delhi who completed his graduation from one of the top engineering institutes of India. We also talk about his journey of leaving a fancy job only to follow his passion of telling stories through the medium of art. And in the final segment, we share our super amazing recommendations for you. So, don't go anywhere. My name is Samarth and you're listening to Raining Chats and Talks. Before we go ahead, we would like to thank all our listeners who reached out to us with their feedback and support. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can connect with us on Instagram at rctpod or on our email ID which is rainingchatsandtalks@gmail.com. We will leave the links to the same in the episode description, so do check it out. And with that, let's get back to the episode. Hey Harshit Hello, what's up? Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining in for this episode. And uh, you are officially the first guest on the podcast. How are you? What? I did not know this, like to be honest. I, I, I saw your podcast a little bit. And I saw that Abhita Kit was all about like summer talks about. But I, I thought maybe if I listen more, I'll get to... No, no, you are the guests. first official guest. And you know, we are doing our trials with you. Like, when they say, we have celebrities in the first game. Okay. Uh, so we're just doing trials <laughs> with you. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 jokes apart, jokes apart. Like, I'm really excited to have you on the show. And uh, so, today we are discussing about, uh, you know, India's obsession with engineering and particularly from IITs. And uh, now that you have a degree from an IIT, do you think it's worth the obsession? Hmm. Like, one of the reasons why I was excited for the podcast was when you told me what the idea you have in mind, like, and uh, i think it's it's something that deserves a conversation and it deserves an honest conversation to be so so but do you do you think that the whole obsession and the hype which is there in india hmm. it's worth it we i'm saying uh, like i i i'm saying the answer is more than it's worth the hype versus it's not worth the hype and i think like that is what i could talk about a little like what i feel is that uh, like what i have understood is ki over time it's one of the most logical conclusions that parents could draw like i have seen how my parents were obsessed by the idea i think my parents and like people from middle class families like unka entire idea comes from a very survival point of view so they go out for the opportunity jisme the the guarantee of some security is the maximum and which was there in this field for a lot of time and that has been like that's been proved by a lot of examples and i think that's why they tend to stick to that notion but they did not realize that the market has changed so much the opportunity space has changed so much so i think that's the reason of the hype and like today i don't think the hype is worth it like today i think there is so much more opportunity and i have so many examples in my knowledge which prove the same so yeah i i don't exactly, think exactly exactly it's worth it anymore actually even i was reading uh, this on the internet and i came across this uh, article where it was very well articulated uh, that you know in the 1970s the economy was stagnated in the country and there were very few jobs mm-hmm. so india's focus was on building 
you know, state-owned factories. And engineering was one of the profession professions that guaranteed a job and like a proper secure future. Correct. So those days, I mean, it made sense to, you know, pursue an engineering and get into uh, a job which gives you proper financial security. But after the economic liberalization and everything, we had a lot of new opportunities. Uh, so we had jobs in media sectors, in service sector, consultancy, sales managers. And for all of those careers, you don't really need an engineering uh, degree. Correct. So, so probably our parents or the older generations, I feel, is still stuck in that 1970s era where they still feel that engineering is the profession that's going to give you like a secure future. And do you think like on that note, I have like the next question for you is that was any of this, like this reason made your parents have a lot of expectations from you? You know, even like, you know, how parents have these silent expectations. And they'll have a proper, secure job and everything. Do you think your parents also had a similar ideology? So I think it wasn't out front out there. But so my parents are both teachers and we like our family is from a very academic background. And uh, all my life I've been this, you know, I have to come first, second or third in the class and like preferably first. So it's, it's been there. It's been silent. And generally, I also enjoy doing things like I enjoyed studying enough ki that used to happen and I used to work hard enough ki haan, matlab, things used to make sense to me. So it wasn't like an upfront you have to do this. But I think like when I was considering what I want to do, I think there was a lack of awareness in the system. Like the only profession they were aware about was engineering. The only thing they knew about was IITs. And uh, I think it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a skewed feedback that the media creates like they have seen the kind of news, like the only thing that they see, they used to see at that time was, okay, this person from this IIT got a job in Google, got Itneka package and all of that. So from them, like for them, like the only news that they welcomed was that academics and IITs and engineering leads to a good future. And hence the bias was always, always there. And for me, like I was very attracted towards architecture and uh, interior design at that time mm. and I thought of considering giving Nata but I was like at that time even I did not have enough exposure whatever little I knew about architecture looked like a very bleak chance like architecture forms and like whatever little I could gather Tabi, like I think one of the things that I really vouch for today is educating the audience educating the parents about the different opportunity scope that is there educating about how different work streams can happen and all of that because I think it was it was all seeded there so at that point of time, so probably somewhere you took the decision during your, you know, 10th or 12th, somewhere in those years, right? So yeah. was engineering your first preference out of genuine interest or was it just because, you know, the majority of them were doing it? So you also felt like you probably you should just, you know, go for something like this, which is a little a bit a safer option. Correct. So uh, to be honest, Madlab, as I just mentioned that I was really attracted towards uh, architecture and interior design. But I wasn't very confident of being able to pursue it or if I have the aptitude for it because it was a calling, like it was a feeling from inside. And in fact, now that I have quit my job and everything, and I'm working a lot of my work lies in that regime. It's just each time I did not have the confidence or the exposure or the network to understand that that entire work sector. Whatever limited I knew was like word of mouth for people saying that, okay, architecture means more of like a family business, like people with background in architecture, able to launch their own children and all those kind of things. So it just looked like a very uh, bleak chance to enter that market. And then, you know, like all these institutions, like if you like, 
the only career counseling i could get was people from these coaching institutes who like once you go to iit you can do anything and then they give you all these examples and i got exactly started. exactly this i mean there's a whole business out there because of these iits and the engineering profession which is about the coaching classes okay. and like quota is called like a factory for these students yeah. i think the maximum number of uh, iit admissions are from quota if i'm not wrong I don't and know. I don't look at yeah, I mean, yeah, there were some surveys that were done, and probably like quota had the maximum number of admissions going into IITs. And the coaching classes, in like, बहुत ज़्यादा, I think वो बन चुका है कि since everybody is doing it, and the coaching classes also want to, you know, increase their business. So mm-hmm. all they give you you is an advice of you should do an engineering, you should go to an IIT. Correct. And, like, correct. I, I have a very interesting uh, fact here. So I was just researching about it. So. As per the data by uh, NTA, which is the National Testing Agency, a total of eleven lakhs eighteen thousand and six hundred seventy-three candidates registered for the JE main exam in twenty twenty. <laughs> okay, now there are a total of twenty-three IITs in the country that offer eleven thousand two hundred eighty-nine seats overall. So technically, only one percent of the total students will get admission in an IIT. And that will increase this whole like whole. Conversation about which IIT and which stream in which IIT. Like after a particular rank, nobody even encourages you to go into one. And even I would not like. Why would you rather go in a stream that does not call you out just for the sake of getting the IIT label versus pursuing a stream in any other? Exactly. Country? This this whole, I mean, a brand image, just how it is. Like this is with IMs also. Like. I want to go to an IIM, and because they have made like new IIMs also now, just like IIM Amritsar, hey, IIM Udaipur, hey, so people are considering that also just because of the tag of the IIM. So, in their resume, be IIM written. Correct. Like, I think, I think having studied from like an IIT, I know the kind of value that they're endorsing, but it's just it's not the core value. I mean, one of the best things that I think the like the brand has helped me is uh, like the IIT tag has helped me is like getting the right network. and i think network is about the right people doing the right things anywhere like usme college ka utna kuch naam nahi hai you know right now a lot of my friends who graduated from iits they don't have a very good job to be very honest uh, they are working in very i mean like very shaky startups and i landed up you know a job with a good company a very big company and i was in a very you know good stable job okay. so i think i would have landed in the same way even if i was in an iit and uh, i think everything would have turned out i'm not saying that the the environment is so conducive of uh, like success you know like it, it can do anything to you you know like because it's a it's a highly competitive landscape also like i remember the first day the first like this is, i think this is something which i want to highlight uh, particularly is that the the whole stupid thing that is told no like once you get into iit your life is set it's the biggest biggest lie i've ever ever seen because on the day one of our induction i remember we were in a convocation hall we were 3000 students and the director asked one question which one of you has been the first in their class their coaching or their institute and the entire freaking room like raised their hands and that is the kind of competitive landscape you enter they must have gotten the newspaper clippings also wo jo aati thi na coaching class and the toppers ka wo correct for first page like, <laughs> i could see like my batchmates unka like banner on a bus going around in the city dude that's the kind of like, <laughs> that dude happening around bombay it's called like, early stardom early stardom on a west bus ke you know join pace and all of that and 
what what i really mean to say is that let's say you got a rank that was able to get you a seat in an iit or you know like any college for that matter udhar ja ke like if it is really not your calling things can get really toxic like it's a competitive environment there is a lot of pressure to cope up and you know like people have expectation like you know like if you like there are few numbers that i want people to think about think of the percentage of people who actually land into technical professions after an engineering college it's a shaky number okay now now again one more uh, number i want to think about like in our college in the first year like in the first semester the number of people who had like seven like a, a grade point around 7 was extremely high like 7 6 and that is an average like so which means there were enough people who stay niche also because just getting into that place is not everything there is a lot of coping up pressure that goes and it has done we are we all know the kind of news is that come out so it's not the best environment also right so uh, harshit uh, coming back to uh, you know the point of coaching classes and the coaching uh now you know classes are starting as as early as you know in the 6th standard like parents are enrolling their kids in the 6th standard you know for teaching physics chemistry and mathematics and making them you know full prepared for the iit entrance exam when they graduate their 12th do you think that really makes sense do you think absolutely. there should be so much pressure on a kid absolutely not it is the most criminal thing to put your child into a place like that especially because i like i know for a matter of fact what is done inside and uh, like i so my parents are tuition teachers and like uh, like i know how the tuition industry works parents may not have time and i know it's it's a environment where both parents are working so parents often do not have time for you know just coping up with homeworks and getting the regular padhai ka time out so that i understand but you know like in a coaching institute the amount of pressure there is on getting problems right on solving problems like you change the calibration for the child like for them solving the question is what matters they have exactly moved any focus from understanding the concept like i have i know children who can solve any problem but do not know shit about area and perimeter which is like a <laughs> foundation like it's a foundation subject like it's a foundation chapter for like your rest of your life yeah? like it's a special it's like a design thinking ka topic like area and perimeter it's it's so physical so basic in nature exactly you don't have that screwed like children have area perimeter screwed i know a child who can solve all problems of speed but do not but does not understand the concept of distance upon time and how that means speed like why does that mean speed or why does also should how should you know why i matlab according to me why this is a very criminal thing to do if you're putting your child you know for this entrance exam preparations as early as 5th 6th standard because that is the time when you are growing up and you develop a lot of interests that will probably you know help you in your life like this child's time to explore it is the child's time to play it is the child's time to look at the universe and see kya sa what calls out to them you like you set out them on the wrong path so early matlab it's extremely yeah you're not you're not giving that freedom to the child ki wo khud decide kar sake ki usko apna future kis cheez mein banana hai 
like i i i remember uh, i think it was in 2018 when i had started writing blogs and i have a blog which is unpublished which essentially talks about this i never got to complete it because i was so overwhelmed with the amount of information that i found out like, while researching for that blog like if you see like if you if you google prodigies in india and if you google prodigies around the globe you will see india has a system of like you know that it's a feedback loop of people who do brilliant at math people who do brilliant at science and inventions and in iq and like there are scholarships for them there are things for them and all of that all of that all of that so they circle out to become like a you know it like a big deal and like if you just check out the kind of culture that is there outside like there are child prodigy artists and there are child prodigy musicians and what not and i'm like i'm not publicizing or like brand like marketing the idea of prodigies i'm just saying like there is a feedback loop of supporting a child who's only good at education everything else like i have an insane amount of problem of how everything else is just called extra curricular art is curriculum art should not be extra curricular physical education is curriculum for a child it's not extra curricular activity it's bloody bread and butter for them it's very important and the other day about like so i thought like i have been moved by this entire idea of how as children we have lost so much of expression because we went on chasing like we never went out for the extra curricular because like so i went and checked cbse's website and what it recommends for art and as far well as cbse has tried to make it like a very open ended and a healthy a narrative like they have said you know at least itna hona chahiye hai this is the kind of things you should do i have seen like good good schools actually just exploiting the loopholes in the definition if the curriculum says at least two periods of art in a week they have done exactly mm. two periods of art in the week like that is all we don't have enough degrees for them we don't have enough colleges institutions for them so how Or are you going to get also like even respect like i know like having pursued A, a profession which is not like abhi to fir bhi i know i'm not alone alone i know i have so many examples to quote but i know like the kind of profession that i've been in now like it's just so difficult for people to explain like people like and i know that i am doing so much better than so many people like simply like from an earning point of view also like than so many people who went out and did jobs jobs because i pursued what i like and i know it can work but like there is such a bad reputation like my parents feel uncomfortable explaining people catch a what does your child really do because they don't have an easy answer like they, he works with this company like it's it's the weird culture of not respecting people who do their own thing like it's like aur kuch nahi mila to ye kar rahe honge right so arshit while we're talking about this jobs i mean uh, i have a very interesting fact here that you know so studies indicate that less than 6% of the mechanical engineers end up doing anything with mechanical engineering if you see most of the people who are pursuing engineering are graduating with engineers degrees they are they're mostly going to non engineering jobs they either become they either going into sales they are either going into marketing or they're going into analytics probably nothing has to do with engineering and probably they could have you know done well with any other degree also oh matlab theek hai i will give my point of view on this so first of all i am saying a college is still a beautiful place for exploration and like the kind of world exposure that happens for you when you go to a college is insane 
so i'm saying i will not say ki acha if there is a change so a 100% education like a 100% engineering batch will go for a 100% engineering profession i will not say that because i think college is for experimentation and given the kind of upbringing we have that is really the time when people try out their own self so wo hoga right. that will definitely happen i think uh, in fact these are the people who actually took the courage to break that pattern ki acha if i am here and if this is not calling out to me what do i do so i'm actually very happy that this still happens like people still find another calling and work for it i think what needs to be done or talked about is like i think hamara the entire work ka logic na it starts very late in life like the whole idea we are disconnected from money making we are disconnected from passion we are disconnected from experiment for like good 20 years of our life like the first time we okay. understand all of this is perhaps internship ke dauran and i know like i have seen i have seen documentary i have seen i have done the reading to understand ki there is a lot of you know just just a laminate shop ka culture or just like children putting up pop up stalls in a random flea market just trying to sell their craft or something i'm saying there is this whole understanding that needs to be built ki by the time you choose a college there is some amount of learning that you need to have ki acha where do i need to go लाइक हम लोग पहले 20 साल तो बस पढ़ा रहे होते हैं लाइक देर इज एब्सोल्युटली नो रिस्पेक्ट फॉर कॉलिंग लाइक पर्सनल कॉलिंग का तो आई थिंक दैट इज द रीजन दिस हैपेंस इट्स नॉट ऑल टू ब्लेम फॉर इंजीनियरिंग सो सो हर्षद व्हेन यू ग्रेजुएटेड फ्रॉम आईआईटी बॉम्बे यू टुक अ जॉब विद अ वेरी बिग कंपनी एज अ मार्केटर राइट आई आई जॉइंड देम फॉर सप्लाई चेन देन आई वर्कड एंड सॉर्ट ऑफ कन्विंस पीपल कि आई शुड बी गिवन अ जॉब इन मार्केटिंग एंड देन आई गॉट द जॉब इन मार्केटिंग so what was your reason behind like choosing sort of a non engineering job hmm. so i remember that uh, in my first year whatever courses were offered to me and i think this is one story that nobody knows really uh, so i i was in my first year of college i was doing re- de- really well in my academics i was a 9 plus grade point and i remember i got a, ni- a cgpa of 9.13 and uh, in my first year and then that is when we were offered a branchage and i filled a branchage form i think i really wanted to pursue uh, electrical engineering i was really excited about semiconductors i was about excited about them when i was start, like studying them in 12th i was really excited with the introductory courses that we got so i i applied for that and i made that decision that if i stay in chemical engineering which i eventually did i will become a non core person because chemical engineering did not call out to me and if i go into uh, electrical engineering i thought like i don't know we never know what would have happened but i thought that then is when i will become like a full on technical person because i was always excited about it like i have i worked thoda on semiconductors i studied enough i was like reading up so much even during 12th when nobody recommends kya cha do idhar udhar ka reading theek hai but then i missed by a single 0.01 like the cut off for the branch in was 9.14 and i missed it and that was when i just decided you know i i don't want to become a chemical engineer so to say i i just kept doing well with my academics because i really like studying and if i like studying i i work on it i practice some problem marks was just an end product i was i wasn't really after the marks to be honest and then having good understanding of the subject and then the company that hired me was also looking for somebody who is matlab is what i understood by the hiring pattern that it was more than just engineering i i think it was a lot of other exposures that i had and i think it was the other skills that also mattered for my hiring so yeah like that's how i ended up in a job which was 
thoda engineering based but not too much it is more about like some like and i think this is something which i really want to focus on like now it brings me to the point that even when you are going out from an engineering college there is so much more that will matter than your engineering and focusing on those experiences is what is important like i have, i i know i have been in a room full of very uh, intelligent or very uh, qualified people and yet been picked for something because the kind of education that we do it is very theoretical it is very right. theoretical the industry is so different like the work that happens out there is so different that like if you are if you do not have these other skills that are so important you know adaptability working with a team and you know just like the idea of failing like how comfortable you are with these other softer aspects the engineering doesn't come in so handy really matlab because the like apna education you know like i remember at my college you know the prestigious college that we want to talk about like there yeah. was a experiment which is so outdated that uh, like and like you know like the the answer to that experiment used to be told that if your error percentage comes out to be 4000% that means you've performed the experiment correct because ye 4 saal se 4000% ka error deta hai how is that engineering how is that understanding science like we don't even know what the experiment really looks like we know that the answer is off by 4000% that's how they said that we have done the experiment well so arshad you had a very inspiring journey to be honest like you did your engineering for such a you know good institute in india then you landed up a such an amazing job cool job and then you finally gave up everything to pursue your passion for uh, you know for becoming a full time artist and a storyteller so i'm sure you had yeah, like you faced a lot of challenges during that journey right so what were they like i think i'll give like a narrative on the entire journey and uh, tell the challenges so i think first of all uh, for me like when i realized ki the only thing that would make sense at that time was engineering because i knew i wasn't sure about my architecture and other things ka calling and i knew that i was decent with education and i had got a decent rank so i was like i will fill everything that it needs to go to bombay so i literally filled like the entire selection list from computer science iit bombay to the last course that the institute offers like a five year bsc or like whatever was offered in that college just so that i'm able to go to bombay i think that's where i began my journey then like i as i told like for me the ch- i i did not felt challenged to be honest i think like i was like i i don't want to be like so modest yeah i don't know if it is modest or like extremely as a uh, i don't know what what i don't want to be confused as but i'm saying ki it it did not feel very challenging i think because i sort of felt what was happening like i think i was reflecting enough on my next steps things started to make sense and then i went with that gut feeling like i remember i was experimenting a lot of things in my first year i did lights for a play i took in a dance comp- like dance participation i did ui ux design which i now absolutely hate i did uh, a lot of painting a lot of random stuff i started coding which lasted for 3 hours all like total and i think simply by experimenting so much talking to so many people and saying yes to a couple of experiences i was able to figure out the kind of things that worked for me and then i started pursuing them i i 
I think I did not care about like I think I lost track of the fact that I have to get a job to be very honest like I did not care about it very very honestly I did not care about it till like good 2 years of my college life I think third like, year me making money making money wasn't the most important uh, thing I know I knew I can make money otherwise also so even all this while I was making money I was like I was selling my art I was doing paid projects I was doing like i think one of the nice thing that comes with the college was like we had a entrepreneurship cell so we had a lot of college funded startups we had a lot of alumni startups who were hiring right. bombay is a very creative space like i know first year i got paid 2500 for a photo shoot that i did for a random company ka office they had just redone mm-hmm. their entire interiors and they wanted somebody very very cheap to shoot it and i like college student ke liye 2500 is not very cheap so i'll do it i went and i did it so i was, i knew i was making money and i was also learning so much like today i have a portfolio which is so funnily broad like i can't even find the two ends of it like it's that broad because i just said yes to a lot of projects and i learned like i think like this i think one thing i always promote is that a college is like a testing pad like you can launch test so many things so many things like like i know the kind of i have almost become part of two startups and realized ki fuck i can't work in a startup at the moment i want to be a freebird i think i proved that to myself so many times i got into ui ux projects actually got like like shouted upon ki what the fuck is your professional behavior and i think all of these things came in handy now when i know ki acha like i know like even when entering that project i knew that i do not like ui ux i think i just that was my last project on ui ux that gave me a very mm. big answer ki no you don't want to do this so i think i did not take challenges i think i like i not face challenges i was just reading i was doing things and i was reading what was happening with me so harshit earlier in the conversation like how you were mentioning it like uh, you know that these creative professions like going into art or storytelling or stand up comedy mm-hmm. or in fact music also mm-hmm. uh, people don't really give respect you know in the first few initial days till you, you know till you make it to some point until you are uh, successful according to the society so uh, what is that one thing that you would would want to advise that you know somebody should be prepared for if they are going into something creative they're going into a creative line yeah i think that uh, my advice is always be very sure of your why like why are you entering into it like like i think once you know your why you know everything is possible like if you know you're entering for the fame you will do what you want to do for the fame if you know you're entering for the money you will do what it takes to do for the money i think sometimes we enter things assuming something and not clearly knowing our why like i think i always knew i was in it because i knew i can make it pay for myself and i absolutely love doing it and i love the attention that it comes it comes with like i like the kind of human interaction my art brings to me and just keeping these vibe with myself i always knew that sooner or later i want to be here so when i when i started out i i actually put like myself on a timeline i i realized that uh, i i i wasn't also making so much money initially from my side hustle so i spent a lot of time when i was in my job i i used to do like so many double shifts like after my work hours i would immediately go like 8 o'clock i reach home 8:30 i start working on my side projects and i did a decent amount of side hustle in 2018 i think 2018 was full of like if if today is a saturday i know what the next three saturdays will look like i know which one i am doing a photo shoot on i know which one i am doing a stand up gig on i know which one i am doing a workshop on so i tested everything in that time when i could afford to when i had the like 
I brought in money from somewhere else and fueled it into my work. I tested products. I did merchandise. I did a lot of freebies. I invested on ads and everything. Just tested. Just splurged that money. I invested on a lot of devices. I got myself a camera. I got myself a very good laptop. I got myself like licensed softwares and everything. Like I, I'm saying it's it's. I think patience is the key. Like like, बहुत जल्दी नहीं होता यार. Like it right. it takes its whole amount of time and effort. And like having your eye on the fact that yes, I love it. That's why I'm doing it, or this is why I'm doing it. I think you've mentioned a very good point that knowing your why is because if we know why we are doing it, I think it keeps us motivated. And I think every now and then, you know, we should try to ask this question to ourselves that why we are doing this and why Correct. we are still doing it. And, and yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. The why is dynamic. It's not like a ek bar why socially and that is everything. So Arshit, you have done a lot of things. You're doing art workshops now. Uh, I think uh, the latest one is that is going to come with the uh, commune, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, other than that, also you more of a like enabling okay. workshop. It's more of a like it's more of a masterclass for people to understand how to make their work into a workshop. And also, you had you have this uh, new thing that you started, you know, early in 2020, which was uh, the Safe Space Studio. Okay. And uh, I was one of the lucky ones to you know. Uh, be a part of it in the first few days, and you invited me to come for that open mic. And uh, by the way, I I really enjoyed my time there, and I would love I to be back. I absolutely loved your performance. It was so interactive, and I'm so glad <laughs> that you showed up. Like I think, like I I have a special place in my heart for everybody who supported on my firsts because I think first to that, I was given a lot of confidence. Allah, like, कुछ भी करने के लिए, and you were there for my first, so I I I will always thank you for that. <laughs> So, what was your idea when you started with Safe Space Studio? Like, uh, it is something that is uh, probably not the first that I've seen. I've seen a couple of people doing something like this before, also. Uh, but what was your idea? That what did you began with? That what you want to push through Safe Space Studio to people? So, uh, there are two, three answers to it, like in different emotions. One answer is I think I wanted to uh, test a lot of my content, and I did not want to fight for open mic slots. So, I like I'll start my own company. which does that so yeah i was getting too many open mic slots then so that that's the funny but slightly true answer to it the, so the, the entrepreneur entrepreneur instinct kicked in that point of time no no it was kicked just like i don't want to fight for open mic slots so i'll do my own open mic slots uh, i think the the other more real answer to it like a more uh, serious answer to it is that i genuinely believe that there is a lot of potential in community building like i think uh, there is so much value which is there once you bring people together and i love meeting people i love human stories and uh, i think like something that we discussed earlier in the conversation that over time we've brought art to a very uh, product kind of a vision ki acha who is a good artist what is good art and all of that and i wanted to bring back the focus of art to a process for everybody to enjoy so you know like something which i say to people at my open mic or just in my meetups is ki remember how like the habitat ka h is a very big thing like or like the yeah. canada factory or all of this yeah, like having right. that at the back of your video how it's a big deal as a performer i want safe space studio ka logo at the back of your first performance i want to be the stage where people felt welcomed to test their content to feel heard i think that's what safe space studio stands for me the most ki everybody is a creator everybody is an artist and has the right to express and be heard and yeah that's what i i think that's the core value of the safe space studio that come create and be like that's what i also put it as a tagline 
So yeah, that's that's what I think it was superb. I think it was superb because when I entered that space, when I entered the place where everything was organized, uh, the instant feeling that you get, no, it's like of comfort. You feel comfortable somehow. Yeah. I, I mean, I I think I only knew a couple of you know a handful of people who were there, and uh, I got to know so many people. I interacted with so many people. Probably, I'm not in touch with them with everybody right now. But still, I got to know what they are doing, how they are doing, and what is going on around in the world. It was just a such a cozy place to be in. I think it's such a lovely idea, Harshit. And uh, I am, uh, you know, once this lockdown and everything opens and the situation normalizes, I think we should do more uh, open yes, mics and absolutely. and more events at this uh, at the Safe Space Studio. So Harshit, uh, why don't you tell all the all the listeners and uh, where they can connect with you and your courses, your workshops, and everything that you're doing? Hi everyone, uh, I am Mola Bota, and you can connect with my art primarily on my Instagram. That's where I'm most active, which is at the rate Mola Bota. And uh, yeah, I offer art journaling courses, which is a method to connect with your feelings through art, to explore art as a process. I take a couple of workshops which can enable you as creators. So if you are in the industry and want to just skill up, there are a bunch of offerings. And yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am. Just follow me on Instagram, and I think you will be up to date. I'm always approachable on DMs. So yeah. On that note, let's move to the final segment of the episode. Yeah. So uh, Harshit, what are you recommending the listeners uh, in this episode? I think uh, one thing that I would recommend is close your eyes and draw yourself. Just, just close your eyes and draw yourself. That's an activity which I recommend to people just to start enjoying art as a process. On, on a more uh, resourceful note, I think I want to recommend a book which sort of helped me a lot and and has a lot of value in my heart, which is the book called Tuesdays with Maury. It's a book by Mitch Album, and uh, yeah, like if if somebody is into books, definitely check it out. I think you'll get a lot of perspective about a lot of things. Uh, well, uh, my recommendation for this week is going to be a book. It's called Dream Big and uh, it'll help all the people, you know, uh, the beginners who don't understand uh, where they should invest their money and they don't understand mutual funds, stocks and debt funds and all of that. It's a very good book. The chapters are like two, three pages long and you can understand mutual funds and everything. I understood about the financial investment market through Dream Big and uh, I have invested my money in a lot of mutual funds and they're doing pretty great, to be honest. So do check it out. Dream big. You can get it on Amazon and uh, then you will be like Warren Buffet. You never know. If you like the episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you are listening. You can also leave us a high rating on Apple Podcasts as it helps other people to discover us. We will see you very soon in another episode. So till then, take care and keep smiling.